So, and I look to my right and there's two seats right next to me. And I'm like, should we sit down here? And she goes, yeah. And we sit down. And then there's a lady in the back goes, no, well, I guess you ain't no Rosa Parks. And uh, no, yeah, no one said that. Yeah. No. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. <laughs> Uh, my next guest on Naked is Issa Blaker. He is an actor. He was a model. He is soon to be a singer. At least I think so. That's what he says to us. You're going to enjoy this edition of In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? Their year. These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like a recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, 
especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean, it's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make it. Sports and entertainment connected with them. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. That girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment connected with Hey, everybody. Welcome back to a new edition of Naked. Today on the pod, we have Isha Blaker. Uh, he has... An interesting uh, origin story, and the reason why I use the word origin is because he plays um, a very trusted scholar in Ava DuVernay's origin. And I hope you guys have seen the film. If not, believe me, it is it is worth the watch. But today's guest actually got his start as a model, uh, and now he is acting. Uh, he is one of these personalities, if you will, are, are people who just want to be the best at everything. And I know that sounds very generic to say, but it isn't common. Uh, at one point in his life, he thought that he would be an MMA boxer because he loved martial arts and he'd ultimately take it to the next level. Um, and then he found gold, if you will, as a model. And he thought, well, I'm going to be the best model there is. And then, of course, as it happens, he left modeling and decided to start acting. And acting has been good to him. You may have already seen him in Medea Homecoming, Fear of the Walking Dead, or again, his latest role as a real-life trailblazer and anthropologist, Allison Davis and Ava DuVernay's origin. Again, this is an important story that talks about racism in the United States as an aspect of the caste system. It's based off of Isabel Wickerson's book. It's called Cast. If you guys have not seen it, if you have not read the book, which is a dense read, so, you know, Audible is there as well, <laughs> but it is worth it. It is so important. Uh, and I don't know if you guys are connecting the dots. I am trying to do and tell stories and interview people who um, are really a part of a movement that, it, that, that, that requires us to be aware of what's going on in our society today. And this film, Origin, definitely is important, especially as we um, are in this election year, folks. So try to check it out. But in the meantime, in between time, pack some patience and a little bit of understanding. Have a little fun with our next guest, Issa Blaker on Naked. Thank you so much for being naked or being on Naked. <laughs> the idea of the podcast is really to just talk to people who have really incredible stories and you have a really great story uh, still to be written, I'm sure. We will begin with your origin story, if you will. Congratulations um, on the film. Remarkable work. I've read the book. Well, I've done my best to read the book because it's thick and it's dense. And, you, and, you, and as you read it, there's a lot to digest. And I think Ava did an amazing job with this. With that being said, where did you grow up? From my understanding, you and your parents, are, well, you left your original home when you were two years old. So tell me about how you grew up a little bit. Well, I was born in Suriname, which is um, uh, in South America. It's above Brazil. It's right next to Venezuela. It's the greenest country in the world. Um, there's no, uh, how do you call it, institutional racism there. 
Um, and it's a very interesting and beautiful country, in my opinion, very green. Uh, when I was two years old, we moved to the Netherlands, which is in Europe. And I have lived there for about 25 years. Oh, so you still, cry, well, I don't want to be all in your business, but you've li- you claim Netherlands as home. That's home for you, right? In terms of when I'm going back home, that's where you're going. It's all three, actually. Uh, Rotterdam is where I grew up in the Netherlands. The city uh, is home where I was born, where my where I find my culture in Suriname is home and where my house in New York is or home in New York is, okay. uh, is also home. Yeah. When you grew up, did you have any concept of what life would look like for you in terms of your interest? You uh, were involved in martial arts. You were uh, semi-pro uh, as a fighter. You then modeled and you also have several degrees it's it's almost as if you're like a a macgyver if we call it a jack of all trades how did you see your life turning out or uh, at this stage that you're at right now could you say oh i'd be an actor i knew i'd be acting uh yeah i grew up i mean it was an option you know uh acting but it just yeah you were going to be broke Uh, it's also way smaller market and now there are actually actors who make a good living out of it uh, over there, but it's a small market. So no, it, it was not. My dream was to be world champion in martial arts. And first it was full contact karate and then kickboxing and then MMA. And now I want to be world champion in all of it. And, and you know, I got injured and, and um, you know, other things came on my path. And then I wanted to be the best model. And then I realized you know, or the, the number one model, you have to be white for that. So then I wanted to be number one black model. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, you know, and, and that might be, I don't know, for somebody who's had picked from like 15 or 18 years old. And, and it's not something you can work on and, and, you know, do yourself. So from there, um, I just thought about business life and be successful there. And then I just chose to go into modeling because I wanted to travel the world, go on adventure. And then eventually I realized like, ah, there's not a lot I can do. Uh, there's not a lot I can do to make, to make the, uh, um, uh, modeling progress. So then I found acting and acting is something that very much so you, you have a big hand in, in, in your success and moving forward. So I, what I, the connecting or the through line is that you want to be successful. You want to be the best at whatever it is that you attempt to do. So um, admirable for, for so many reasons. No one attempts to do something just to be mediocre. But you go from, you, know, you get a degree, you have several degrees, correct? You have a master's degree. Am I, am I right about that? In consultancy? Is that accurate? Yeah, a business, uh, bachelor's in business and a master's in consultancy. I mean, where I'm from, it's it's kind of different than in America. It's it's like if you do the bachelor's, you have to do the master's, and oh. if you show up to a, a job interview and you haven't done your master's, you, you get questions. You know, it's 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 different. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, where we we choose neither here stateside, and if we have to do one, we're like, I just did that one part. I did the bachelor's. I don't want any more. I'm done with school. <laughs> At least that's how I was. Like, I'm done. I did my school part. So so right. you have all of these. You have a world, in my opinion, to choose from. And do you think acting is your home in terms of this is it? I've, I've found what I want. Or is there other things on the horizon for you? Right now it is. 
I mean, there was a life before acting, there's a life next to acting, and there will be a life after acting. So wherever my path takes me, that's where I'll be. I like to write. and, and um, But I, I will say anything that I put myself to right now, I'm studying how to sing, and that's mm-hmm. great. Um, but I, I like to fully commit myself to what I'm doing. So right now, that's everything that comes through and from acting. And at some point, that means starting other businesses or other ventures and that will all come through that. That's, um, and by the way, that's what it used to be or still is in some cases where, where you had the old Hollywood acting studios and like the Fred Astaire's of the world and the Ginger Rogers, you had to sing, act, dance, you had to be able to do it all. You couldn't just do one thing really well. So that makes sense um, in terms of being a, a talent that you are. You started uh, in some small roles as we all do, I think, and then you get this what, from my understanding, and correct me if I'm wrong, this break, this big break, or what would be on the outside looking in, seemingly a big break by uh, being in a Tyler Perry film um, that was, I believe, on Netflix. Talk to me about your level up in terms of of getting roles and finally landing this this Tyler Perry role where you are featured. I don't know. I don't. I don't necessarily look at it like that. I think that's a tricky way to look at it. As in, mm-hmm. I've made it now. And yesterday, I didn't make it. So I, I, I like acting. I like the craft of it. Yeah, of and it I, I like the study of it. So I just look at my performance and my skill level and how I can improve. Um, yeah, that's kind of all there is to it. So even the roles that, that somebody might call smaller, I'm looking at how can I make more of it, or how can I do my absolute best, or give it what it just what it needs to make it, you know, just just perfect. So um, in in that sense, Tyler Perry was the exact same thing to me. Now I will agree with you that it's it's a project on a way different. Uh, Scale in a sense. I mean, his movie went number one in most countries in the world uh, on Netflix, and I think it was third in some. Otherwise, it would have been number one everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that was just a beautiful thing to be a part of. I don't. Yeah, it's weird. I don't look at it in terms of fame or now people know you more. You're a bit more on the map, but in the end, you got to go home and go back to auditions again. I don't necessarily know if that's the question. The question is more like, and let me be a little more clear. When you start out with any profession, you don't necessarily start from the you don't start where you want to where you want to end. You know, it's a it's a it's a process. And so you can see the distance. And I and I wonder from the moment you started to act to where you are now, more specifically when asking about the Tyler Perry film, do you see the difference how you've grown as an actor? Do you see um um, other things that you're more interested in. There is this progression. Like, so if I, when I started out in journalism, I was a one-man band. I was carrying my camera and my tripod and I was setting it up and interviewing people and sweating like crazy and doing all this work that I felt like, okay, this is teaching me um, to appreciate my craft. And then when you get to the level where you can, you know, it's, um, you're not setting up your camera and your tripod, you can see the distance and you say, okay, this is, this feels good too. You know what I mean? You can appreciate every part of the journey, but did you really feel like, whoa, when you were in the Tyler Perry film or was no different than when you started in your very first um, acting job? No, I think the biggest differences are, you know, when you're a guest star and you come along, mostly what you're doing is managing your emotions and nerves. 
Oh. You know, and you're doing stuff that you think works, but doesn't work at all. It works against you. <laughs> um, so, you know, I didn't know I have quite a deep voice. So I need, if I don't use it properly, it can kind of disappear and I can sound like Cookie Monster and like people don't understand what I'm saying. So, you know, there was stuff I thought I had to like send my voice and boom it through the entire room. That didn't work because there's a microphone close to you. You know, you learn these things or trying to cry in the back and getting ready for a scene that has nothing to do with that does not work. And and there's just those little lessons. And with Tyler, because there was way more to act and it was like boot camp because he shoots it in, I think it was 10 days and there was like two wow. setup days and a weekend. Yeah, normally they, they wow. shoot it in seven, but because he was acting multiple characters, um, you know, it took longer. So we had a week to prepare. So that was the, the, the growth and the fun. And, you know, it's boot camp. You got to show up. And, and, and that was crazy. So afterwards, you do feel like, oh, I am a different actor now. Not because the, the project is on a different... Um, whatever he does with it and how big he promotes it and sends it out and all that, that that's him. He's that businessman. I, I get to work on a, on a, on a, on more stuff under more pressure and that's where I grew right every champion and carry champions to be a champion a champion and carry champion and carry champion a champion and carry champion and carry champion greatest greatest in sports and entertainment connected with in the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs there's no room to fake it when the NBA championship is on the line every pass every shot and every dribble is immediately undeniably consequential the playoffs are the time for the real Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year? their year these are the moments of unscripted pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood you've waited all season for this it's time to take it to the next level don't miss one minute of the action tune into the nba playoffs on espn and abc something that makes me crazy is when people say well i had this career before but it was a waste and that's where the perspective shift comes that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. 
This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Hey fam, I'm Simone Boyce. I'm Danielle Robay. And we're the hosts of The Bright Side, a daily podcast from Hello Sunshine that's guaranteed to light up your day. Every weekday, we bring you conversations with the culture makers who inspire us. Like our recent episode with Hollywood royalty Regina and Raina King. We talked about the creative power of women's relationships. I feel like, thank God for women. Like, especially when it comes to Black women, the way we lean on our mothers, our grandmothers, our sisters, our friends. We're just each other's pulse. I mean... It's molecular, you know? Listen to The Bright Side from Hello Sunshine on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion. They girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment can make it work. I, you know, I think it's so hard to be, I say this every time we have actors on, on the podcast, it is so difficult what you all do. You just said something really simple, like what choice am I going to make? I need to cry on, you know, or, and it has nothing to do with what's happening or do I, do I project or, or do I make a movement? What feels right? And then there's, there's always somebody being like, and the only reason why I'm saying this is because once I, I played a, I played a reporter, I played myself and the director came in and said, this, you're not doing it right. I'm like, but I'm a reporter. That's what I would do. And he's like, it's just not right. It's just, and you just, and Mm -hmm. I, I I was so red and humiliated. I had no clue. I was so embarrassed. I was like, wait, what do you mean? This is what I would do in real life. And he's like, no wrong choice. And so I always think to myself, that was the day I knew I could never do what you do. And I was like, God bless this man. <laughs> That's a tough profession. It is, in my opinion, you know, to 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 go with something instinctively, but they're telling you that's not in. You have to figure it out. I don't know. I think sometimes you also have to be allowed to make your mistakes and find your way into a craft. You know, I, I used to vlog and, and put videos out that I really enjoyed. It just took a lot of effort. Like I every Monday I would pull an all nighter to get it all edited and uploaded. And then I, I was studying how to, you know, get an American accent because I needed that to be able to work in America. And I asked my accent coach, like, hey, what do you think about this? And I asked about my accent and she watched it and, and she was like, what is this thing? Like, you're just filming your face walking around. This is weird, you know, and, and it just it just like put a knife in my confidence. And, and you know, and even though she, God bless her heart, is of a different uh, era, time, I whatever. Get I get what, I get you, what you what said. Mean? I get where you're going. I get Way where you're older. going. <laughs> she doesn't get the whole medium. You're the whole like, thing. but I'm doing it, something different. Yeah. 
but but even in hindsight, there was something great in it. It's just somebody who took that little bit of confidence and insecurity and just like, you know, killed it. So, and I, I think maybe the same thing happened to you. And then I don't know what happened, whether you're like, listen, I'm just going to focus on my strengths or yeah. I'm not going to pursue this or whatever. But, yeah, you know. To your point, I understand everything takes correction. I think I respect what actors do because, yeah, I just find it the most difficult thing to to do. I really do. I think it's such a craft. And I was talking to... And his name is not uh, Ray Donovan, but I was talking to <laughs> Lee Schreiber once, and he said that he's a method actor, almost to the point where um, it could be painful. Do you have a preferred method of acting? Are you I are you someone who has to be the character twenty four hours a day to get into the character? I hope I don't have a method. <laughs> um, I'm studying my butt off not to have a method uh, in different places with different people who teach different methods. Uh, and I hope I can find myself in the middle at some point. Um, I I think that changes per per uh, per project. I, I I think at some point it's good to kind of tone it down. If I'm in an accent, I try to stay in the accent kind of in a baseline while I'm on set or around maybe. And then I'll go turn it up once I start uh, acting. Um, I've had projects where I would take pictures up and pictures and and put them on the the, the walls of the hotel room that I'm in. And uh, that's great because then, you know, your mind is constantly, and you have to move them around because you keep, you start forgetting about them. Um, mm. But yeah, that's, that's great until you get the cleaning ladies that need to come in and, and you're doing a movie like Origin and there's, you know, pretty bad photos up that, that you need for your acting. But, you know, you're dealing with, 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 with uh, Jim Crow racism and, mm-hmm. and lynchings and, and you're dealing with, um, you know, Nazis and, and all that and book burning. So that was kind of difficult. So at one point I met one of the cleaning ladies and I was like, Hey, would you mind like leaving yeah. for a couple of days? <laughs> yeah. And she's like, okay, cool. You know, we spoke, so we're good. Yeah. But then the issue is that now you need to take out your trash and all that on your own, which I don't mind, but then you realize there's not a lot of trash cans in a hotel, you know, so it becomes a bit of an issue. So at some point I need to clean the whole thing out and just ask her to clean my room again. And then I put yeah. them up again. So yeah. there's I stuff think, like that. Yeah. I, I think that's fascinating. I, I, I wonder, can you tell our, our listeners um, about Origin? I, I do um, know about it just because of the book, but what, why is this film so important in your opinion? Because it sheds light on, on how something like racism isn't just racism. It's bigger. It happens in different ways and forms um, where people, if for whatever reason, they're of a lower caste than you are or in your society, they are seen as lower for whatever reason. You or your people can be racist towards them or, you know, can discriminate against them. And everybody is liable in doing that. And it happens all around us. And I think especially as Americans, we should watch it 
because there's not a big understanding of, of what happens outside of America. And it shows, it sheds light on how things that we know happen in other places as well. Considering you're a citizen of the world um, and you and you and you live in very many places or a few places, how would how does racism feel to you in America? Is it overt? Have you experienced it? Do you notice it? I don't know. I, I went to Savannah and, and I was, you know, I was at, I was um, I was at craft service, you know, when you're getting a snack in between. And there was a, another black man there who was a local and we were just talking. I'm like, not from there. And he, he said, oh, and he said, you know, things can get racist in the South. And, and he was joking about how people who aren't from there or especially people who are from abroad don't realize how racist it can get. Like we have an idea, but we don't fully realize. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, that's interesting, you know. Um, but I'm not from the South, and and I've lived in some bad neighborhoods, even here. But um, actually, I, I thought there would be more racism that I would run into. Mm-hmm. The only racism I've run into quite a few times is uh, from other African Americans, you know, mm-hmm. colorism where I was on the phone once speaking Dutch and this lady leans over. She's like, excuse me, are you, are you uh, a person of color? Do you identify as a person of color? And I'm like, and I've had that question more often, you know, or quite a few times. And that's like, you see melanin in my skin. And then you're asking me if I see that as well, or if I walk around with that same melanin. Which I'm like, if I was white, you would never ask me that question. So you see it in my skin, so you ask. Mm-hmm. So I, I, you know, and it's it's things like that, and it's, it like goes you, even further. You get, I, do you get that a lot from other other black folks? Other black folks will say, "So are you black?" They ask you that specific question. There are black people all over the world. There are only African Americans in America. So my sense of being black and my culture, and, and, and you know, being you know from African diaspora. Is different, so you wouldn't recognize this regardless. English is my second language, so I only learned how to speak it in one way. So the questions I'll get is like, "You seem kind of unfamiliar. You don't have flavor. You know, you lack things." I'm like, "Cause my flavor doesn't show up in the way I speak to you." I have so many questions. Okay, so I want to make sure I understand exactly what you're saying. One last thing that I want to say. Okay, okay, add it. One thing they'll they'll compare me to other people that they know. Like, yeah, but that person, you know does have flavor and he's not from america i'm like oh like those are native speakers any other black actor that you know it's like but those are native speakers even yeah but they're from the uk yeah so i don't and they're native speakers so you hear it in the way they speak Uh, does that make sense no well no because i'm trying to understand so you're saying african-americans specifically ask you um do you identify as a person of color? You've had that happen with other African-Americans, not black folks, because black folks mm-hmm. are everywhere. But you're saying Afri- uh, blacks from America are the ones who ask you. Yes. There will be people in my acting classes or work or whatever. They'll be around me. So after a while, you get this question. Like, hey, you seem kind of unfamiliar. You know, do you you know, do you do you, you know what you, can, can we claim you? You know, and then it's like, do you date, do you date black women? Um, do you, you know, or, and, and, and can I think claim that's you a, like, I don't, as one, do, you, do you date black women? I don't know if they're asking you that because you're not from here. I think that's a question people just ask it. <laughs> okay. Wait, I, I have, no, no, I, I, I used to get both. 
Oh uh, yeah, I'm like. But it gets worse. It gets worse. So 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 this is interesting to you. When someone asks you that, when a when a when a uh, African American will ask that question to you or some form of that question for you, you consider that being racist. I I don't I don't I try not. I've been through way worse racism than that, so it doesn't yeah. really. I, I don't lose sleep over it, you know. But I have an opinion about it. Yes. Okay, that's fascinating. Which is uh, takes me back to this film because I can't really um, I've traveled and I can't necessarily I've traveled the world and I can't necessarily think that I would ask you that question knowing you. I would just be more curious about your background. If you speak five different languages, what's your native and uh, those kind of questions I'm curious about. Um, And I wonder if that's what some people are asking you, but it's coming across as if like, do you identify as black? You know, well, you know what I mean? No, like, yeah. it's, I, I, I've had all of those. And the, the mm-hmm. thing is like, I walk around with an American accent. So to a certain extent, I, I walk around as a local, but they start noticing things like, you know, the way I dress or some little things that you were around me long enough, like, Hey, you seem kind of unfamiliar, but it, it goes further than that. Like I've, yeah. I've, I've dated black women and, and I've dated multiple races, in, you know, but, but right now my, my girlfriend's Caucasian and we were in Savannah and we went on a tour, you know, and, and she helped me prep the movie and we went through all the backstory and all that. And, 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 and so in a sense, she helped with tell this story and tell this narrative. Mm-hmm. So now we go on a, on a tour around Savannah. What kind of tours are there? Well, there's a black history tour. Great. Let's go on that. So we get on the bus, right? Here's me being, you know, quite light skinned or whatever. I like, you know, in, in, in the summer, I'll look like I'm, I'm, I'm your skin color in the winter. I might look like uh, people need to ask me questions about my ethnicity. Anyways, we get on this bus. She's Caucasian. We step in. We're the last one to get in. The entire bus stares at us. All black families. They stare at us. And I stare back. And there's like, like a couple seats in the back of the bus, right? So we're eyeballing those seats and I'm like, hmm, do I want to walk through the gauntlet? I'm like, no. So, and I look to my right and there's two seats right next to me. And I'm like, can we sit down here? And she goes, yeah. And we sit down and then there's a lady in the back goes, you know, well, I guess you ain't no Rosa Parks. And uh, no, yeah, no one said that. Yeah. No. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. You know what I mean, and and I like it's like I can I don't well, know we grow up like, in these. Okay, I get it, I get it. But g- first of all, you yeah, have but was it wait wait wait? But was it towards me or was it towards her? It was. Now, we towards, can go I, there. I think it was towards yeah. her. Yeah. You know what though? Can I say something? I, I know what you're saying, and this is a deeper conversation. Which I you know I, I man, this would be a whole conversation. Exactly. We can take this conversation a whole lot of ways. I know what you're saying. And, um, and I identify because I am African-American. I could hear the, I could hear the tone. I could feel the energy, the way you describe the bus, the eyeballs, the staring, and and it it feels woefully uncomfortable. Um, but the racism that we talk of would be just in reverse, but we're just used to it as I know as an African-American, I'm used to it. I'm used to being the only black person in the room and them looking at me and staring at me. And it could be a couple of reasons. It could be because I am the only black person in the room because, be, you know, they may say, oh, right. it could be all these different reasons, but we just move through the world um, because that's just been our existence. And so I could see, 
I could see you feeling some type of way and experiencing it differently. And I cannot fault or find fault with your experience. Um, I think you, to me, from what I've been able to ascertain, uh, are smart enough to know where that's coming from and what it is, you know, and, and how it just, the, the education, seriously, which is why I go back to origin, the education of who we are and the through line is so very important. Did you, when filming this, have a lot of conversations with Ava? How were you selected for your role? <laughs> and, please tell, and please tell everybody what your role is, actually, in the film. Um, I play Dr. Allison Davis, uh, who, together with his team, went undercover in the deep south, Jim Crow South in the 1930s, to study race relations and to, to, to unearth how black and white people down there deal with each other. And they wrote a study about it, published it, and this study influenced the likes of Malcolm X and, and um, uh, Martin Luther King and, and all those. He's a very famous scholar. And um, yeah, lauded man. Mm-hmm. Um, I got booked because I was uh, on Fear the Walking Dead I played a German character and the man who played my husband, Coleman Domingo, who's now nominated for an Oscar, um, had dinner with Ava and he recommended me. And, um, yeah. And, uh, and I got the audition and I had to do it over the weekend. It was, you know, hustle, 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 all kinds of things involved, heightened speech, complicated monologue, accent, uh, physicality. Um, I had to speak German. So that was the other thing as well. She was looking for, for, uh, um, um, a, um, um, a mixed race actor who could speak German. Mm-hmm. And I was playing that as well on the other show. So that worked out. Yeah. And then at, during the audition, also speak German with an American accent. And then, you know, um, Isha, I love this. Trans- I love this. I'm yeah, excited. <laughs> You're saying it all casually, like no big deal. I love this. I love, I love the story of you um, working with Coleman and Coleman recommending you while having dinner with Ava. You do an audition over the weekend, and it was meant to be. That's destined stuff. I need a, I need a mixed looking actor who speaks German as well. Here he is. Actually, I happen to know someone. He's right here, and it's you. I am so happy for you. This is that is a beautiful to me. That is one of these stories where you're like, it was meant to be. It was mine. It was meant to be mine. I guess so. Yeah. I think some of the roles, I think most roles you book, you're like, oh, wait, this really had my name on it. But I will say it's not, I think, Coleman uh, recommending me. She asked, okay, cool. He showed a picture. She was like, great. But does he know how to act? Yeah. And then and he's, he said, he's yeah. got chops. And and no, but that part, I will say, like, I really... um. He vouched for me, you know, yeah. what I'm saying? and I really appreciate that because that means that you can't go on to the next set and, and act like a jerk or give it not your all. I mean, it's also Ava, but still. Yeah, but um, even also. That was I'll a big motivator. Of, yeah, like you, Ava wouldn't put you in. Everyone knows Ava. You're not in her film if you can't act. No one's thinking that you can't act if you're in an Ava film, at least because of, of her, her demand of excellence, you would think. Anyway, so I think that's beautiful. I love that. I I love that storyline. And I love you explaining why this film is very important. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. A champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Connected with.
In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. When the NBA championship is on the line, every pass, every shot, and every dribble is immediately, undeniably consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, real blood, and real tears. Trust me, I know what it takes to bring home a championship ring. The regular season is tough, but these games are a completely different level. Now is the time when legacies are made. The best team will bring home the Larry O'Brien Trophy and add their name to basketball history. Will we see a battle between marquee franchises or will we see a new champion crowned? Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? These are the moments of unscripted, pure entertainment that only happen on the hardwood. You've waited all season for this. It's time to take it to the next level. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots. The podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Stephanie J. Block. And I'm Mary Lee Fairbanks. And we host Stages Podcast. Binge close to 100 episodes. Hear the inside stories from backstage and behind the scenes as we go beyond the resume and into the heart of creativity and what it really takes to be in the business of show business. Don't miss our chats with this season's Tony nominees. If you love theater and entertainment, you are going to love Stages Podcast. Subscribe to Stages Podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts and visit us at stagespodcast.net. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of On Purpose. On Purpose's mission is to create impactful conversations to help you become happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Tiffany Haddish in a hilarious, deep, thoughtful interview where we dive into family trauma, grief, sobriety, love, and dating. You'll be laughing, crying, and have so many impactful takeaways after this interview. I had this, like, you know, homie lover friend for a long time. He's very disrespectful to me, very kind of messed up to me. But in my mind, we could get married. We had the most beautiful babies. He handsome. I'm pretty. Like, it would be so cool. He's smart and intellectual. I'm kind of smart, I think. Like, it would be fun. We have the best conversations. Like, we have fun. But then he would treat me like crap. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss this one. Every champion and carry champions to be a champion, a champion and carry champion. That girl, you did it. Got a champion and carry champion and carry champion. Greatest, greatest in sports and entertainment. Get naked with me. Have you read the book? Have you read Isabel Wilkerson's book? <laughs> yes. 
It's so dense. Well, I, I told you that at the top. <laughs> it was too dense for me. Guys, listen, you guys who are, if you're listening to this, please go out and support and read this woman's story. She's fascinating, but that is um, loosely, not even loosely, that is what the, the film is based off of, her life story. And I really, I'm impressed by this woman and what she's been able to accomplish. Um, race relations in this country are so difficult. I feel like, especially as we go into a um, an election year, people, this film is important. I And I know Ava has said that on so many different yeah. shows. You know what I mean? Um, there are things in that book that, yeah. that like, it, it hurt people's feelings. You know, it, it, that's not even the movie. That's the, the book. And, and, and it's like, the worst part is that's not Isabel Wilkerson's opinion. That's what came out of research. Mm-hmm. Like, Ooh, wow. That was true. Snap. And I, I just did the audiobook, so that's a lot easier and quicker. Yeah, yeah. The, so, so did I, but I, I kept rewinding. It was a tough ass. But you're right. It's the research. It's not It's not as if she said, it's a, when her, when that book first came out, she knew it was going to be controversial. Not so much what she said, but what she was able to find. And I remember a few people, social media, started to tweet about what it meant or uh, how other countries learned racism from us, from here in America. And and it was, or and it's happening yeah. everywhere. People were so upset at that thought. But it's like we live in, a, in an age, and why I say I think origin is important to go see everyone. We live in an age where truth is imperative. Like you can't hide it anymore. We, it's too much information and it's available. So we have to be able to process it and understand where we come from. Um, before, right. I, before I wrap and let you go, can you tell me about any new projects that you're working on? I have a callback that I'm really excited about tomorrow. So, you know, if it's meant for me, yeah, that's like, oh man, if that could solidify. And and otherwise, you know, I'm working on other things. Um, yeah, I have a singing showcase who I'm not going to invite anybody to because <laughs> I'm there for training. <laughs> I, I, I'm coming, you guys. If you want to hear just singing, he's going to be he's going to be where? <laughs> yeah, no, where no, no, no. Jo- you're not even in my mind. I'm going to invite the third one come. or whatever. Okay, your no, third no, one. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, all right. Well, I'll, yeah. you guys follow. <laughs> Follow Isha on Instagram and see if he posts where he's going to be singing at because I will find out and I'm going to post for him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I might post the video. I don't know. We'll see. And we'll see. It'll yeah. be great. I love this. Um, um, Isha, the film is the film is in theaters. It's Origin. Um, please go out and support and 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 check out his work. Uh, I'm sure some of you are already familiar with him if you watch Fear Walking Dead. I, I I was not. I did not watch it. I have to apologize. Or if you saw, you know, even if you saw Homecoming, Medea. I just uh, I really am excited about your future, and I'm glad that you were able to be a part of what I think is an important piece of work. Thank you so much, Karen. This is a great interview. Hey, y'all, thank you so much for listening to this edition of Naked. Uh, I want you guys to make sure you subscribe, um, you download, you leave great comments, you tell your friends. We appreciate your faithfulness here on Naked. Back next week. In the pressure cooker of the NBA playoffs, there's no room to fake it. Every pass, shot, and dribble is immediately consequential. The playoffs are the time for the real. Real stakes, real emotions, real sweat, blood, and tears, real legacies. Which teams will rise from the chaos? Which teams will conquer? Which team is going to make this year their year? 
You already know when and where to find these moments of unscripted, pure entertainment. Don't miss one minute of the action. Tune into the NBA playoffs on ESPN and ABC. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Every family has an origin story, one passed down through the generations. Mine happens to be a mystery involving my great-great-grandmother left behind in Sicily. I'm Joe Piazza, and my new podcast will transport you to the gorgeous island of Sicily as I trace my roots back through a whodunit for the ages. Listen to The Sicilian Inheritance on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Podcasts.